Welcome to the Reading for Success podcast brought to you by the Success League. This podcast focuses on customer success and leadership books, provides an overview of each, and gives you an honest assessment of whether or not it's worth your time. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm Kristen here. And I'm Russell Bourne. And we are the co-hosts of Reading for Success. We also both work for the Success League, a boutique customer success consulting and training firm based in San Francisco. Today, we're reviewing Reimagine Customer Success by Sasi Yajemanyam. The book was Sasi's COVID project, and it just came out last month. I believe he's currently working on the audiobook, and that should be out soon as well. Cool. Well, let's just dive in. I can kind of take us through the overview. There's three sections of this book. Part one is a few chapters on Sasi's theory about why we need a new model for customer success. Uh, he also presents the model on page 46 of the book. Part two goes over each of the components of his proposed model, there's eight of them, and offers a whole bunch of examples. I think that was my favorite part of the book, which we'll get into next. And then part three goes department by department through the leaders in the organization and discusses the changes they will need to make to implement this new customer success approach. So Russell, let's talk about what we liked about the book. What resonated with you? Sure. Well, for me, it was two things. There's a big part about the question of who is the customer. And I think Mm -hmm. that, among other things, that's a really good prompt for leaders to use in a cross-functional discussion, because as the book rightly points out, you will probably get a different answer from everybody. And the answer that Sasi arrives at is that the customer is the contact and that you deal with different kinds of contacts. And -hmm. you have to figure out the outcomes that each one of them wants. I don't think that's a revolutionary idea, but it's one that doesn't get talked about enough. I agree with you. I I really liked that part of the book. And I liked that he did that call out that you're going to have more than one contact person that you're talking to in any given company. And that's partly because you do need to address the specific needs of those stakeholders. But, you know, from a practical standpoint, I think that's also so that you don't make the mistake of only having one contact person and then they leave and then you're out of luck and your relationship has just gone away. I think. It's a security issue as well, just making sure you've got more than one person. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I definitely agree. And and not to get too granular here, but there's a part later on in the book that talks about training services as it relates to helping adoption, which is Uh another reason that you need to resonate with different kinds of contacts. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think one of my first parts of the book that I really appreciated was a quote on page 21 on having consumer-like experiences. He says, lastly, Customer success of the future in the B2B category will rely on customer data to deliver a consumer-like experience, not dissimilar from our experience as consumers of technology. I wrote yes in big capital letters by that, because that's something that we've been talking about across our team for quite a while in our training classes. The bar has been raised. Like The expectation from all of us who buy technology is that buying technology for work and buying technology for our personal lives should not be all that different from each other. And yet we sort of, in business, make it very artificially different in a lot of cases. And so I like that he touches on that. Um, And he mentions that at different points, I think, throughout the book. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that um, there are a few times in the book where it really shines through. I I came away with the impression that he is a fan of product-led growth for exactly that reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. What else resonated with you? Well, there's a couple things. He talks about customer success as a portfolio approach. And mm-hmm. you know, one of the things he does well is lays out the problem with customer success. 
that I don't think will ever go away, which is that it always has to be custom to the company that you're in and the customers that Mm -hmm. you serve. And so, you know, in some ways, I think that because that problem will never be solved, you, you just can't have that as a goal. But so he lays out this portfolio approach where he gives you some components, you know, is it do you do something that's based on the product? Do you do something that's based on the customer? How do you structure the team and the services? I thought that was a pretty effective section. Yeah, yeah. I like the model itself, although I had hoped it would be kind of wildly more innovative than it actually is. But the part of the model that I really liked was the kind of overarching piece of it, that section eight called the next-gen engagement platform. I think of all the things he talks about in the model, that is the thing that we need the most. We need something that every team in the company can engage with. And nobody's really effectively gone down that road from a tech standpoint yet. I mean, he talks, I think, about Cisco going down that road a little bit. I I think Salesforce has tried off and on over the years to go down that road. It's tough. It's tough to serve the needs of that many masters. But I do agree that it's a need if you're going to actually pull this off. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's probably just about right. I I actually, I have a question for you because you're so passionate about um, compensation and incentive plans. So one of the things I thought of, he had this great section about how incentives drive behavior. And then I thought that he really stopped short of prescribing what that ought to look like cross-functionally. And I'm curious if, if that stuck out to you and if you have a reaction to that. I mean, I don't, I think we overcomplicate compensation. I, I 100% agree with him that compensation drives behavior. I know not everybody agrees with me on that, but it, it really absolutely does if you design it right. And I think designing it right is designing it based on the goals that you've given your people to achieve. So in his world with this model where teams are working more closely together, I would imagine there being a little bit of overlap in goals, which can get sticky in compensation plans, especially if the actual dollar amounts are wildly different, you know? And often that's true between, say, customer success and sales. So I think that what you have to do to actually execute on this is make sure that your goals are precise to the activities of the team that you want to drive. And if you've got that kind of precision, you won't have that overlap that could make it messy. So that's my, that's, sorry, that's way in the weeds, but it's my, one of my favorite topics. I could talk about that all day. I know, I know. <laughs> what else? Did anything else kind of make you think it was really cool? Uh, those are the main things that that stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I thought I loved the part about trying to figure out the the preferred outcomes of individual contacts. I think that's the kind yeah. of first thinking that that has to be a part of the business world. If I could offer a criticism on that, I think that it, we could have used more of that in the book. I, yeah, again, that was an idea that maybe should have been explored deeper. Yeah. So let's talk about what bugged us about the book. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I, there was a few things that, that bothered me about this one. I mean, I think overall, this idea is really good. In my mind, the whole last section did not go far enough. After talking about how this whole model needs to be revamped and cross-functional, include every team in the company, the last four chapters are organized by functional silo and the leaders who are leading those silos. And I think if you're really going to reimagine customer success, you need to reimagine it differently in terms of the functional groups. That was missing in my mind. I also wish the author had chosen to take a more groundbreaking stance there 
you know, I, I think it was still a lot of the silos that have always existed. And frankly, personally, I think sales is a dying function. I think that customers don't want to buy from salespeople anymore. They want to buy the way they buy as consumers. And we have to really rethink that. So that whole section between customer success and sales, I feel like needed to be blended a little bit more. I think the other criticism I have of that last part of the book is it completely left out CEOs, CFOs, and investors who for many B2B companies are a critical part of their leadership team. Without the support, especially of investors, you're never actually going to be able to pull this off. And so I think that that was kind of a missing piece of the discussion. Right, right. I mean, not to sound like a broken record here, but that's another good list of things where I I just feel like the book stopped short. And, and yeah. it was a little bit frustrating to not have a stance taken on those things. It, because to me, the, the, the stances are pretty clear what they should be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, early on in the book, there's a thing about is customer success a function or is it a mindset? And I don't think that that's a choice that has to be made, but if you have to make it, it's a function, right? It's, it, it's a function that has to be carried out by people and mm-hmm. those people can influence, they should influence the rest of the company. That's what makes it a unique function, but it's a function. It's done by people. Yeah. And it, you know, it's a function that I don't know has to be called a customer success team, it could be called something different, but yeah, it is a function. (laughs) And I do think it is also a mindset. It's both. It needs to be both. And, you know, people sort of give lip service to the idea of being a customer-driven organization. This is where I think his model for some readers might help them put that to action. And that's where I think this can be really good. But yeah, I do think that that was missing. (laughs) part of this book. Was there anything else that bugged you? I think sort of to zoom out, that one of the things that bugged me is, um, again, that it, it just didn't quite go deep enough. I think as, a, as an avid reader of customer success forums and content on LinkedIn, if you're new to customer success, this book is a good summary of all the pain points that customer success leaders talk yep. about. And, and it does a nice job of laying out the problems, but I don't think it solves them. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So, okay, bottom line, do you think this book is worth the time? I mean, personally, I found it to be a pretty quick read. I I got through it in about three hours, so I don't think it's a huge time investment. But what do you think? It went quickly for me, too. If you read the whole Mm -hmm. book, it's not the worst thing in the world. I would probably recommend that people read section two. I I think section one really spends a lot of time outlining the problem. And if you're in our domain, you understand the problems already. Yeah. And then I agree with your point. Section three, it's it's very siloed and it, it sort of presumes that everybody who reports to the CEO is fighting it out amongst each other without the CEO being involved. Well, and the, I mean, and the, maybe that's the author's experience. You know, mm-hmm. I think we all bring our own personal experiences to the table when we're writing. So, you know, it'll it'll be interesting to talk to Sassi and get his take on that for sure. I think, you know, to break it down, if you're a CS leader, I totally agree with you. Read section two and you can let the first and the last sections of the book go. I think if you're new to CS, especially if you're in a leadership role and you've come in maybe from sales or from product or from marketing, this would probably be a pretty good read for you. If you're a CEO who is new to customer success, maybe you've been leading companies where that hasn't been a function or hasn't been a priority, then this would be a really good read, I think, for a CEO. I think CSMs could skip it. 
Yeah, it's definitely not for the contributor. I would say the other group that could read it is if you are building a CS tool, either one that exists or one that doesn't exist yet. Oh, yeah. It is It is a really good summary of the... It's, it's a very data-driven book. It talks about the data, what's available, and also the gaps. But it really lays out the pain of CS leaders very well. So if you're looking to develop something to help that, it's a good read. Go develop something really cool for us, guys. <laughs> So before we wrap up today, I'd like to share some exciting news. If you've been listening to my other podcast, Strike Deck Radio, you know that we feature interviews with customer success leaders and the cool projects that they're working on in our field. Strike Deck Radio is becoming Success League Radio, and Reading for Success will be joining that new podcast brand. We'll be following the same format we've always had for each show, but we're going to be releasing new episodes more often. And we'll be rolling out Success League Radio in a few weeks. So please keep an eye on our LinkedIn and Twitter for details. For our interview-style podcast, we're looking for guests. So if you're a CS leader who has an interesting project that you'd like to share with our listeners, please reach out and we'll get you on that show. And hey, if you like this episode and you're a regular listener, help us get the word out by taking a couple of minutes to subscribe share reading for success with other customer success professionals and rate the podcast. Russell, I will see you on the next show. Sounds great, Kristen. I can't wait. Thanks for listening. And we hope you'll join reading for success next time.